and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Thanks for joining us here, as always, in the 1.30 Eastern hour live on Facebook and uh, lots of other platforms that are really secret. Their secrets <laughs> cannot be tracked by the government. Can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's our little club, right? That's what we got. Yeah. Got a nice list today. All right. Prepared, as always, at the last minute. All right. Uh, stupidest Trump story I've seen so far today. Oh, good. Uh, Russia, 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 abortion, abortion, abortion. Oh, boy. Geraldo, tell us whose fault it really is that fentanyl is a booming business in the United States. One Republican speaks in Tennessee. One Republican. Why do you own an AR-15? And finally... Baseball, once again, has figured out another way to render every statistic and every record in the history of the game essentially meaningless. Oh, yeah. Do that one first. I want to see what you're talking about here. Well, uh, I've never experienced anything like this in Major League Baseball. That is the quote. That is the quote. And uh, that probably applies to about all of the players who have been uh, playing under the the new rules. Batting averages rise. Game time drops. Infield limits debut along with the bigger bases. And uh, if you follow baseball right now, you you know that uh, everything is has changed. It's uh it's all distorted. The batting averages are up sixteen points. Stolen bases up by 30%. And, of course, the time of the game is down by 31 minutes. It's because of the pitch clock and the larger bases and the rules about not allowing the defense to shift all the way over to one side or the other to uh, stop pull hitters in, in one direction or the other. But my point is that if this year, this holds or maybe even gets exacerbated even more. And the stolen base record is blown out. And and, uh, someone finally hits 400 after all these years. What was Ty Cobb did it in 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 his Alaska? Yeah. 108 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it Ted? Did Ted Williams ever hit 400? I can't remember now. I don't don't think he did. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, either either way, 400 is, it's just not been able to be achieved. What if somebody hits 400 this year? What does that mean? Come on. (laughs) I think it's, you know. Stop having a lifetime. It doesn't mean anything. That's well, if somebody if somebody hits four hundred, that's still impressive, though. I mean, that that would still be impressive under these circumstances. I think. Well, I think that that one works. The home run stuff has been no, it's, irrelevant. It's less impressive. Four hundred in and of itself is less impressive well, if it took the change of the rules oh. to to uh, to bring that about. Come on. 
everything. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean the change of the rules. What would the change of the rules and speeding it up have to do with somebody being able to hit the ball successfully four times out of ten? That 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 doesn't wash. Everything I think, else, I, I think, I'll we're, go with I think we're already learning that pitchers are complaining that because they don't have enough time in between pitches, that they are stressed out, that they they can't throw as hard. So do you that think they may have an... to leave? They may have to leave the game earlier instead of a hundred pitches, and they all have to. You know, that's usually the advantage. You, it's going to be eighty. Do you Come think? In, do you think inherently the new rules disadvantage pitchers? Yes. Oh, I think that I don't think that's true. I Absolutely. think I think everybody gets a shot. Everybody's fine, and you got you got to get in the box and be alert. And sometimes the hitters are disadvantaged. Sometimes the pitchers are disadvantaged. I think they're completely fair. I'll go with you that like uh, the home run records and stuff like that haven't meant anything for a, quite a while. You know, when you were the, the Barry Bond stuff and those were just an incredibly stupid records. But well, see, but that was like. Um era one of distorting records into absurdity okay and then things sort of settled down but this is actually wilder than that that's in in its own way by, by, by shrinking the distance between the bases by making them bigger right well, the, by, by an inch. I mean, not even really, really an inch, but okay. It's a yeah. couple of inches. And well, Brent, how many how many bases are, are are stolen where it's really close and it is a matter of inches? I I, I came up with this. Do you know baseball is a game's a ma- is a game of um, that's a matter of inches? That was me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so is speaking. Uh, so you, I mean, like you think maybe Ricky Henderson would be able to spend like under these rules would be able to steal ten more bases a year easily. Yeah. obviously it's I, it's interesting to see because i really am enjoying the games and i think it's a it's the greatest shift we've not, seen in the history of the game since since the designated hitter rule yeah, and this is well not, beyond that well, but i remember, I'm, and my, i know you my, don't remember this but you know about it when when they uh lowered i think they lowered the pitches pitchers mount, mount right that was huge yeah right and then they had to raise it back up yeah because or, or maybe far. that they raised it and that gave the pit. That's what it was. They raised it and the pitchers had much more of an advantage because, you know, their, their pitches were coming down. They had a better angle. And that was the, the year that nobody could hit. And, and then, then they, well, they couldn't score any. Yeah. They didn't score any runs and people, as it turns out, want to see offense yeah. in baseball. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see because I I'm really enjoying, I think it's a great improvement if they get to the end of the season and it doesn't make any difference, they don't sell any more tickets. The ratings are off and none of it works. You know, I, I think it's made the game way better to me. It, it really has made it a lot better. And for these people that are all no, time uh, to, for people that are like these, these hardcore purists, you know, these constitutionalists or whatever on baseball that don't love, uh, uh, I think it's way better than it used to be. Uh, as far as comparing the records from one era to another, that's always been kind of a fool's errand to do that kind of stuff. Well, but Brett, I, I guess I'm just an Antonin Scalia originalist. That's what you baseball. are. Yes. As, <laughs> as the rules were written by uh, Alexander Graham Bell, who had one day, baseball, right? One day you'll get your game back, Brad, when only white people can play the game during daytime <laughs> on train rides. And nothing, nobody flying anywhere. No right. designated hitters and balls that weigh eight pounds. One day yeah. you'll be able to get that game back. Well, Britt, uh, um, a, a real fan like me appreciates good defense, and I know you don't understand what that's all about. So The, the shift never really – I didn't understand why everybody was so 
I thought the shift was fine. I am looking forward to somebody because you can do this. If you were ballsy enough to bring one of your outfielders up to the back of that infield on the right side, if you brought your right fielder up and just only yeah. went with two outfielders, you could do that. Oh, of course, man. you're risking the idea that you're only going to have two outfielders. If somebody hits one to the wall, they can run for days. Yeah. But I would like to see that. I can't wait till somebody gives that a shot. Well, uh, that probably is not going to be the answer. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it because that the rules. The Houston Astros have said that they want to put an 11th and 12th player out there. (laughs) And they want to hope that no one notices. You can't hate on the Astros enough for me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, all right. that's enough. We'll check in with this periodically, but the tone is, has been set. There's clearly a lot more offense, and the game moves faster, and uh, people are going to like that, and it will be a more fan-friendly game. Look for, for, sure. uh, no look for Miles Straw of your Cleveland Guardians to be the new stolen base champion, maybe the, maybe the fastest guy in the majors. He may, he may be the guy that breaks the stolen base record. Is he related to my old friend Miles O'Toole? Same guy. Yeah. It's a, same, same, that's, his, that's his son. It's his oldest okay. son. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. You just missed the St. Patrick's Day cutoff for the Miles O'Toole joke. No, there's no cutoff. It's always. <laughs> All right, here, is, here is the stupidest Trump story I've, I've seen today. And, of course, I'm ready. I, I can't begin to even say that I've seen all of them or, or probably – that I've seen one-tenth of them. But this is the headline. It's from The Hill. Trump says golden golf club that Abe, the former Japanese prime minister who was assassinated later, Trump says golden golf club Abe gave him has been sent to archives. Now, here it is. Trump said today that a gold-painted golf club given him by Abe was sent to the archives after Trump and his family were criticized for failing to report gifts from foreign governments. Now, we can stop and and, and annotate this story as we go along. Clearly, this is some kind of bizarre, fucked-up response to Clarence Thomas, okay? Or I'm not as bad as Clarence Thomas kind of corruption, all right? I'm not as bad. Is that the standard? But wait, wait, but it, but, but it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Nobody's yeah. comparing a golf club to, you know, millions of dollars of free trips. Back to the story. Here's the quote from Trump, and he wrote this on his whatever that is. I'm pleased to report that after a search, we were able to find the, the driver given to me by my friend and former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe. It was in a locker with other clubs at Trump International Golf Club in Palm Beach County, Florida. It has never been used, said Donald Trump. Based on the fact that this club was given to me, listen, before entering office, I am told that there are no reporting requirements. But I am nevertheless forwarding it to the archives in Oh, Washington. thank you. My company buys thousands of clubs a year. Now, let's 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 drill down to the pathology of this. Okay, no one, no one 
it would or is or would even think to question you about something that was given to you before you were president. That's not the issue. I don't care what you got for your eighth birthday or your 12th birthday or your 68th birthday, Trump. So you are giving something to the archives of no value that no one cares about that could not possibly be associated with any level of the actual corruption that has been your whole life. You are trying somehow, some way to present yourself as doing something very, very um, affirmative ahead of time as opposed to all of the secret documents that you did steal and you did hide and you did lie about and you did ignore all of the opportunities to give them back to the archives where they belong. But you give the archives a fucking gold golf club that you had from before you were president. What kind of mental illness is that? Go, Britt, go, tell me. He he showed you guys. He's in your face. Look, he's rent free in your head. He's right there. That's what he's doing. Yeah. No, it's, it's just normal. It's normal bullshit. It's just normal. You're right. It proves nothing. It means nothing. And wow, what a burn. Oh, you really got us on that one, Trump. Woo. (laughs) How can you say that, that I'm guilty of anything having to do with security documents that were stamped top secret or classified when I gave a golf club now that's that wipes out the whole case of Jack Smith he ought to throw in the towel right now don't you think I agree don't, don't you think that, the, that this witch hunt where they broke down the doors of Mar-a-Lago with a giant log just just like in a in a movie from the about the medieval storming of a castle. That's what they did at Mar-a-Lago, right? They they did that. Yet here he what I can't handle it. I can't take it. Speaking I of stupid stories it. and mentally ill, I shared this with you and John the Catholic, so we can go at it now. Mark Levin, the great one, <sighs> accusing auto manufacturers of removing AM radios to attack conservative talk shows, Brad. I believe the real story is that with electric vehicles, with EVs, as we call them, uh, I think the interference causes the AM band to be completely staticky and really useless, as it has been anyway. Hasn't this been a story for 20 years about manufacturers slowly fading it away and getting rid of not putting AM radio in cars? Haven't we been talking about this for some 20-odd years at least? Well, of course, uh, people are going to take it personally who have a, a vested financial interest Jesus. in AM radio still being in, in people's cars. <laughs> I, I understand that, but you know what? You can't, you haven't been able to get a cassette deck as factory uh, equipment or even as an option for what, about 15 years. That's right. And that was America. That was a lot of American manufacturers going after Jerry Clower. They were anti Clower and you know exactly. it. And I know it. And, and see, CD players have been toast for how many years? Many, many, years many now. years. Um, and truthfully, if you want to listen to AM radio in a car that 
would be subject to the kind of interference that you're talking about, the electrical interference. Um, if you if you listen on your your phone and uh, run it through your your system, however you do it with uh, Apple CarPlay or or Google Play, whatever you know, all those things, it sounds okay. That's the only way you can listen to AM radio most of the time. Now. And why would you do that? And if you if you, I'm telling you, if you wanted to do that, however, remember the average normal in the middle of the demographic that still listens to right-wing AM talk radio that actually might be in a car as opposed to being driven around in a van back and forth to the grocery store and the doctor, which is where the uh, demographic is. It's their, their life. Um, if, you, if you are of, of that, that type, uh, you don't know how to use a phone and use Apple CarPlay or Google Play <laughs> to listen through your... your uh, your your car radio or your car entertainment system you don't even call it a car radio anymore no what what um, what percentage of americans under the age of 50 have ever listened to a minute of, of am radio well it's, it's got to be well over 90 percent, right well it's, it's 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 getting smaller all the time obviously because that ridiculous. The, number of the people who are under 50 are now you know, they're younger and younger as as the time goes on I have to do that calculation you understand um look in a in an ideal world, no backwards-looking technology would ever disappear completely. But you know what? It happens. And AM radio was kind of its own worst enemy. Oh, yes. Beginning 25, 30 years ago, when their signal started to deteriorate and the world started to change and... Already, you remember, I, I had a car that I just got rid of last year. It was a 2006 Honda Accord, and its AM radio was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was pretty good, and and I I measure how good the AM radio is by how well. And I'm in Greensboro. Charlotte is 90 miles away. Could I pick up during the day during the day the uh, WBT signal that we used to work there, 11, 10 a.m., a, a 50,000-watt station during the day that can be heard certainly where, where we are. And you know what? It sounded pretty good on that car, all right? Uh, fast forward to a car that was a couple years younger than that, right? And you couldn't hear WBT at all on that AM radio because the AM radio got shittier, okay? And nothing else changed. Nothing else changed. And on my car now... The car I have right now, which is a, a 2022 Hyundai Tucson with a state-of-the-art, everything, all bells and whistles kind of entertainment system, you can't hear fucking AM radio during the day, let alone WBT from 90 miles away. It's nothing. It's not there. It does but not exist. I love Barely. that in Mark. Le I love that in Mark Levin world, the manufacturers get together on a conference call. Yeah, and they said we're, we're going to fuck these conservatives and not put AM radio. They give more thought to the shits that they take after breakfast than they do about like an AM radio in a car. Well, Brett, nobody we, cares. We, we, we have to check this because I'm looking at the uh, story from uh, I guess it's about six days ago, and uh, it's on Fox Business, so it's going to be skewed 
towards this kind of bullshit. But the headline is Ford to drop AM radios for most new vehicles in 2024, now joining BMW, Tesla, and other automakers in dumping AM radio. We're transitioning. Oh, no. From AM radio for most new and updated 2024 models. That's a bad word right there. They will continue to offer those alternatives, which are, of course, streaming through mobile apps, FM digital, and satellite radio to hear your favorite AM station. Mark Levin is just, how about this? I would know that Ford is in the tank for liberalism, which, as you know, they're a very liberal company. But I, I would know they're in the tank um, for for liberalism if they knocked out AM radio for all cars. But I would also think that they had their conservative uh, customers more in mind as long as they left AM radios in the Ford F-150s. <laughs> See what I did there? Get it? Understand? Number wasn't, one selling vehicle. But we're still going to have AM radio in there because look who drives those. That's a total ridiculous stereotype. It is, but it's yeah. great. Wasn't Ford the darling of conservatives everywhere when they turned down government bailout money in 2008, 2009? Weren't they, weren't they, wasn't that the greatest thing ever? Do, do, you, do you even want to give any rational thought <laughs> to this? Okay. I, I just they continue to fight this losing fucking battle. It, it's not a matter of if or when if they if they can if you want to hear the Mark Levin show, there's 20 different ways to get it. Doesn't matter. Better than AM that radio. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> but they're still fighting this fucking battle. It drives me nuts that they yeah. were like <laughs> there's like so many other ways to get it. So this sounds so much better than bullshit awful AM radio. Ugh kills me great the great conspiracy uh give me geraldo and fentanyl for a thousand alex oh you'll love this one you will love this one geraldo says that it's trump's fault for inflaming the crisis of fentanyl overdoses with his brute force policies on mexico and this was during a segment, I guess they were doing about uh, fentanyl. I'm sure everyone on the panel was blaming Biden specifically. Of course. Of course. But Geraldo Rivera, oh, shut up. <laughs> Is that your accountant right there? We're getting down to crunch time here. You know what? Don't bring that up. My accountant called yesterday. Yeah. and said, oh, your taxes are ready. So I went and got them. You know my accountant, Fingers Johnson? Yeah, good guy. I fired him on the spot. I looked oh. at this. I said, what did you do? You oh, my smoked. God. What did you do, Fingers? You slapped him. Yeah. I know why I, oh, I have my phone on. It's, it's off now. That won't uh, all right. So they're having a discussion about but, fentanyl, and it's all completely right, no, of course, you know, Everything's Biden's fault on Fox. But here comes Geraldo and says, um, I think the real reason they're, they're, they're coming down, I think you alluded to it, is these threats, these various threats from uh, everybody from Trump to Dan Crenshaw to Tom Cotton to Lindsey Graham, that they're going to bomb Mexico back to the Stone Age, that you know they're going to target the cartels as if they're foreign enemies, declare them terrorist organizations, and really use a brute force to eliminate the role they play in taking these chemicals from China 
and mixing this witch's brew that's caused so many deaths, 70,000 or more last year, just from fentanyl, you know, synthetic opi opioid that gets uh, into everything. He admits that his view is a little bit radical. You think? He thinks that uh, that we're, we're, we're poking the pinata to uh, coin a phrase right there on the spot. <laughs> and that's causing Mexicans to want to make more. I enjoyed that on my honeymoon. I'll tell you that. What poking the pinata? Oh God! I mean, is it better than that? Yeah, well, the uh, senorita really liked it. I hear. Senator Tom really, Cotton really said did. he's open to sending U.S. troops into Mexico to target drug lords, They're even without Mexico City's permission. Yeah. Tom yeah. Cotton, who couldn't bust a grape in a food fight, wants to send troops down to head over to Pueblo and just start blasting. Jesus, give me a break. Well, you know, we certainly have the right to do that, as you know. <laughs> yeah, of course we do. I I just remember, oh, this is, this is going to be terribly unpopular. When crack cocaine specifically was in the inner cities, and it was ravaging a lot of inner cities, and a lot of those folks were black, there was, a, there was among a lot of white folks, there was a, eh, I don't know, is it a demand or a supply problem? They kind of just threw up their hands. But now with this fentanyl thing, it's completely a supply problem and nothing to do with demand whatsoever. And I have great compassion for the people that are being, I mean, there are entire communities that are really being racked by this thing. I get it, but I also understand that, you know, there's been a, lot, a lack of education about this, a lack of resources for treatment and all of that stuff. That all factors into this, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't have quick answers. I don't have uh, snappy answers to impossible questions. But you do know it's all Biden's fault. I mean, you do know that much. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was, there definitely was no problem until two years ago. We That we know. <laughs> January 21st, Every 2021. Day. That's when all of this started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 speaking of snappy answers to stupid questions, you saw Al Jaffe. The, the, one of the, I guess he would be the last of the greats from Mad Magazine. Um, died the oh. other day at a at a hundred and two. He you know he was my favorite. He was he was my favorite, and I think he was the guy that actually invented the uh, fold in. I think that was yes, his was. his innovation. Yeah, which I, I I didn't realize that that was kind of a a, a smart ass one off thing that he wanted to do as a as a takeoff on the uh, centerfold in Playboy magazine. Right. I had I did not realize I did not know that. I, I did, I did not, not know that. that. And, of course, it went over so well that uh, he had to do it for the next 55 years. <laughs> After when he was doing he was doing the 700th when he was kind of like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. Why did I come up with this shit? No, yeah, I love snappy answers and to he stupid is questions. The, uh, snappy answers to stupid questions, guy. He was. And, it, and that was a fucking brilliant bit. Uh, he really rocked that thing. Well, I mean, I, I contend that the entire post-World War II era of – comedians up until i don't know maybe 10 or 15 years ago so that whole era from night anybody born from from uh, 1945 up until you know 1965 70 grew up on mad magazine oh you yeah. got your sense of humor from mad magazine yeah uh, there's no question about it the the uh, need to to poke authority to make fun of products to make fun of commercials to make fun of politicians where it all came from mad magazine nobody it, did it better than them 
weren't, weren't the National Lampoon guys sort of the the sons of all the the mad guys? Sure. Wasn't that the natural evolution of it? Oh, sure. And the Nas- National Lampoon was so influential. I think I think yeah. they would yeah, each give credit to each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not you don't have to pick one or or the other. Um, I would argue that that Mad Magazine would be kind of the uh, the rocket fuel. Yeah. For uh, what was uh, kicking around inside the heads of a lot of the, the folks up there at Harvard that did the, the national lampoon and, and off we went. And so, uh, and which begat really Saturday night live. That was really the thing that gave Saturday night live. Uh, it's, no uh, doubt. It's about it. No, no question about it. And uh, today, today, if you're a, a young person, well, you do have hilarious memes and stuff and oh, TikTok videos well, to mis- hone your mis- sense of humor. But you know. no, nobody's ever been funnier than Mr. Beast and uh, PewDiePie or whatever that guy's name is. PewDiePie. That guy's hilarious. I mean, they, much funnier than anything that's ever happened before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Al, uh, Al Jaffe at uh, 102. 102 years young. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Uh, about an hour before I came, before we, we came on, I was watching the, uh, the midday news conference in Kentucky held by the governor, Steve Bashir. And, uh, it's rather clear that this as yet another in the endless, uh, shootings around the country, mass shootings. And uh, there'll be another one by the time we probably stop talking. And they're, they're that frequent. But this included um, a couple of folks who were, in their own right, uh, more famous than we normally see. They had relations with the governor, the governor, this this banker, and and other people. And I saw that even even a Republican, Rick Scott senator from florida had a relationship with this guy a banker and uh, rick scott as a slimy a character as he is it must be noted if my recollection is right that after the parkland shootings in florida he did uh, summon the florida legislature to actually pass uh, some measures about background checks and things in Florida that were more stringent than before, which again, did this change the the salt? But no, no, but it was a thing. It was something Mm -hmm. as opposed to what the current governor (laughs) is doing in Florida, which is making sure that um, you don't have to register. You don't have to conceal it. It just fucking just go, go down to Walgreens and buy a gun. Basically that's, that's (laughs) what Florida is. Um, oh, and- we should talk about we should talk about this in North Carolina. They recently changed the laws in North Carolina. You don't have to ask. You don't have to get a letter from your sheriff to right. go and buy a handgun. Absolutely. Well, and why do Brit- you think that is, Brad? Well, Britt, because it's very important that when you're angry at someone <laughs> and you want to kill them or maybe commit a mass murder, it would be unfair and an outrage and an abrogation of your. God-given constitutional rights, as <laughs> written in the Second Amendment, yeah, for you to have to oh, let's just pick a to have a seven-day waiting period before you went 
You still have to go to through the, get the possession of that gun to maybe think have, twice. You still have to doing. wait. You, have, you still have to go through a federal background check. But as it turns out in North Carolina, some of our sheriffs turned out to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Black. Uh, so the, the law, for some reason, just happened. It just coincidentally changed in some of our largest counties, Brad. Some of our largest counties, the sheriffs uh, for a little while have been black. And I'm sure it's just a coincidence that you, you just don't want, if you just still had the good white sheriffs in place, we'd be okay with you having to write a letter and get permission from your sheriff and go through that stuff. But now that they're insisting on being black, eh, the law changes a little bit. It's just just kind of a weird thing, kind of an odd thing. I don't know. I, I think they do, they do it anyway. What they didn't, they, yeah. but they didn't. <laughs> they didn't until now. Well, they didn't. They had years and years. Well, they didn't years have a veto proof. They did not have a veto proof uh, legislature to well, do it just, before. They just got that last week. Thanks yeah, well, a lot. Well, and right. And so when did they do it? But it was done before then. It was passed before well, then. The law just came and it was passed before the, all of that happened, before she decided that she got her feelings hurt. Really is. That's what, that's basically what Miss Cawthon was saying that you guys were mean to me. And that's why she had to change over and be a Republican. Somebody hurt her feelings. Well, that's the biggest lie ever, of course. <laughs> Apparently, she was taking money from Republican groups running as a Democrat. She was getting financial support from right-wing groups when she was running as a Democrat with standard Democratic views on issues in North Carolina, and she got elected. Right outside of Charlotte, in a sixty percent win, and then has turned around. And uh, there's something real wrong with that. There's something yeah, that, real. That wrong whole with thing that. is pretty pretty effed up. Yeah. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, speaking of effed up, let's go to Tennessee. One Republican, one speaks out in the Volunteer State. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell the difference. Yeah. I can tell the difference between the Justins now. It only took me a week. I got them. You got your Justins all. I got my Justins all figured out now. All right, this guy's name is Kent Coffee, and he, of course, is not in the uh, State House of Representatives in Tennessee anymore. He's a former, and uh, as we've learned so much, for instance, during Trump world, uh, if you're in office, you have very little, if any, courage. You might have a little if you're a former. So he's a former, and he is questioning the Speaker of the House in Tennessee, whose name is Cameron Sexton. Is there a uh, better name that you could come up with for a, a white racist cracker guy running the Tennessee? Cameron Sexton. Cameron Sexton. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Coffee, Kent Coffee, went on to Twitter to uh, say it was horrible horrible he says i'll be 74 in may and there's damage that's been done to this state that's not going to be repaired in my lifetime beats all i've ever seen kept gloria gloria the uh the white woman gloria johnson and kicked out the two black guys he was in the house there in tennessee for 10 years House Republicans apparently didn't grasp the gravity of the moment as they argued for hours, blah, blah, blah. You know the rest of the story. Um, so that's about the degree of uh, conscience 
bearing among Republicans in Tennessee. They've all circled their wagons, right? And they've doubled down. And uh, they don't want to give an inch, of course. They can't acknowledge that what they did was uh, just horrendous, outrageous, and has lit a fire, not just in Memphis or in Nashville or in Tennessee, but probably across the country to cause a level of activism among people who may have gone to sleep or may have thought that, well, since they passed the Civil Rights Act in 1964, Voting Rights Act in 65, everything's been cool. Uh, Everything's been fine. And, of course, it hasn't been. Uh, And I think what this really was was a kind of a reminder, if we needed it, and I guess we did, that as much progress as we've made on the surface, inside people's heads and hearts, in so many places, it never changed. Nothing has changed. And if it's been bottled up for various reasons for all these years under different circumstances, it all came spilling out in Tennessee mm-hmm. in the last week and a half. Meanwhile, in we, Nashville, they've already decided to send Jones. Along right. came Jones back. One back and one down to go to uh, be sent back in there. Although, again, they're threatening to cut off funds to Memphis for Mr. Pearson if they decide to send Mr. Pearson are they, back to are, Nashville. Is that, has that been said out loud think, in the last few days? or is that I, Again, that's like remembering? a whisper campaign that you're kind of – and this is how badly that these people have fucked up and how stupid the Republicans are in Tennessee. Mr. Sexton, who you were just referring to, they've now uncovered the fact that he does not live in the district he represents. Supposed to be in Crossville, but he's several hours away and he lives in Nashville, really doesn't own a home, and he's still taking the per diem that costs the state about nineteen grand a year so that he can travel back and forth to and from Nashville, where he lives, instead of Crossville, where he's supposed to live. Well, Britt, so they, I'm they, sure they've exposed themselves. But Britt, I'm sure there will be an investigation in Tennessee <laughs> by the ethics committee. And should they find what you are alleging to be true, that there will be heavy discipline meted out to this man. And it just so happens, once again, that they're disenfranchising Nashville and Memphis, who have you know the highest population of, I don't know, black people in Tennessee. And the people they just expelled were, I don't know, black people. It's the weirdest thing. It's so coincidental. I mean, that, it's- that, I, that, that, that's a coincidence. But I think you have to play the, the, the turnaround game here. Let's say either of these two representatives who uh, were tossed one already back. Let's say neither of them lived in their communities. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. So I guess I, I, guess, I, guess I made the point there. Yeah. <laughs> it would be death. So what, yeah, what kind of excuses are they coming up with to defend this guy, oh, the head of the uh, Tennessee House? Who's he's not answering a lot about- of questions these days. He's not really uh, not responding. Right. Can't hear the caller. I'm sorry. I can't hear the caller. I, I can't hear the caller. I'm just trying to get, I, I can't talk to you guys about this. I've got to go fuck over some more black people, but I'll see you guys out when the session's over. Uh, yeah. It'll be fine. I love it. Is that the Mark Meadows rule? Like you can have as many houses 
in as many different places as you can. Even Meadows, I don't, I don't think that was his problem when he was in Congress. But oh, you know, you know, like that trailer set up on the edge of town where he's supposed to be voting, and then yeah, he was using it to cheat when he was voting, but it, it wasn't while he was uh, in Congress. So, oh, Mark Meadows has acquitted himself nicely and is in no trouble whatsoever in his post life. So, you you stop picking on that man. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great. Right. Uh, Russia, 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 abortion, abortion, abortion. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that the Republicans have painted themselves into such a corner now on the whole abortion thing. I mean, the cliche of the dog that, that finally caught the car oh. uh, doesn't play violently enough to describe what the Republicans have done to themselves. Since you've been alive, since I've been conscious, the whole goal, the whole game, the whole strategy by the Republican Party was to be as pro-life as possible and dangle out in front of their base voters that if you just elect us, we're going to outlaw abortion and save the babies. We're the moral ones. They're the immoral ones. Or as Newt Gingrich, along with uh, his friend Frank Luntz, came up with that whole list of words that included sick, the Democrats the people who are for abortion rights or killing babies, pro-abortionists, they are sick. Just get us in there and everything will be great. You'll never have to go through the, the pain of living in a country where women, quote-unquote, choose to control their bodies. No, they're choosing to kill babies, and we're going to yeah. stop that. Yeah. And that whole Roe versus Wade thing, my God, what happened to our country? So we the, have the, got to get rid of that. We promise one day, one day, down from the mountaintop, enough justices will be delivered. We got it. To, and they got it. Okay, they got it a year ago. And it's been downhill ever since politically for Republicans. Election after election, most recently a week ago up in Wisconsin cracking down on abortion to make us like the most authoritarian theocracies on the planet that outlaw abortion. Although to be fair, the Muslim religion is not a doctrinaire anti-abortion religion. Look it up. Interesting. Under, under many circumstances, it is, it is permitted Interesting. Uh, and at the top of the list of reasons that abortion can be permitted is to save the life of a mother. Well, they're already 10 steps ahead yeah. of, of the wackos here. So you can't even compare the goal that was set out that got Republican voters motivated into the polls so many, so many different times to the reality that most people, since most people really are of the age that 1973 covers most people <laughs> in the country. 
And we have learned to uh, live quite nicely with women having the freedom of choice to have a child when they choose to, not so when the a, state tells them they have to. So this abortion pill is the latest problem. They, they're, this go. is a real issue. Right. And, and this is triple dumbed down. And uh, this is backfiring in real time. It, it, it really, really is. And uh, it's, I, I stand by my prediction that it, it is irrelevant or will be one day. This judge in Texas in Amarillo uh, will be a footnote in history for thinking that he solely had the authority and the power to change abortion law in the entire United States. It's never going to stand. Even if the larger circuit, the fifth circuit says, Oh, of course, uh, even the Supreme court will not stick with that. And, uh, here's why. If you remember when they put out the Dodd decision, is it Dodd? Bobby Dodd. Yeah, against Roe versus Wade. Yeah. They went out of their way to at least pretend that uh, we're sending this back to the states. Let every state decide this. All right, stop right there. How is every state being able to decide this related to one federal judge in Texas deciding for every state? That doesn't work, does it? That's not mm. the same thing. All right, so no, that's, that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Uh, and the, the, the second thing is that in that decision, they wanted to make it very, very clear that under no circumstance does this absolutely positively wipe out all abortion all the time for all reasons. And again, this decision made by the one judge in Texas really is on that road. And I don't think that you're going to get, say, uh, Brett Kavanaugh. I think he'll be the, he would be a fifth vote in favor to knock this out. And I think this could be one of those seven to two or, or eight to one, of course, Clarence Thomas and maybe Alito. <laughs> Jesus Thomas, but what, a, but what a fucking disaster. Right. I, I think the, the, uh, other, the other justices are not going to want to have their name uh, on this one in upholding this one. I think they're going to just blow this one right out of the water. Um, and look, we're, we're clearly on our way to uh, having, you know, 15 or 16 states really codify the right to uh, an abortion. And we, you know, the ones on the coast, Illinois, it's still it's not enough though i i understand it but i mean but that's that's where i mean we're that, that's good way. for that's now we're it's on our way to under the new rules post roe versus way that, that that's where we're going and that's bad enough okay it is but to then have one judge yeah in in texas say oh well you know that no that that doesn't count that's not good enough everywhere in the country you can't mail order anything across state law oh, that there's no way, Britt. I and I, I know if this goes the other way, you're going to kill me and say I can't believe you had any faith that any Republican anything would ever do anything right or any conservative. I, 
I'm willing to to take that shit from you if I turn out to be wrong here. Well, it's just it's a sad thing when you have to put your faith in fucking Brett Kavanaugh, but that's where we are. You know what? And and how about this? If you believe, and I think this is true, that Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett and Gorsuch and Alito are political people, even if they're judges. Yeah. They see the politics of what's going on here. So if they really want to do, and I know they do, the bidding of the conservative movement in this country, and they do because they are unelected judges in black robes who like to legislate from the bench. If they want to do that, their only choice is to not go along with this ruling by the guy in Texas because the evidence is there. Being completely anti-abortion for all reasons in all times and prosecuting women and prosecuting you for calling up and getting a woman who wants an abortion an Uber lift. Oh, you called? You made the call? Yeah, that was it. You're, you're, okay. They know that this loses elections. It's already losing elections for Republicans because anywhere from 60 to 75% or more of this country is, okay, I don't want abortions uh, uh, all day, all night for any reason because, you know, the uh, the dinner that I went out with with the guy was really good, so I fucked him and I'm pregnant i want to get another they're, they're not for that okay no. everybody's not for that so we can have some restrictions that are reasonable like that but most people are saying that should be up to women that should be up to women even if they didn't like the dinner that led to the sex that led to the baby they are that's the reality and it's 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 now in black and white in election results across the country so that's why i think the supreme and they'll, they'll come up with uh it, it it wouldn't be a bad decision at all no. from a jurisprudence standpoint to smack down this pathetic hack judge down there in Texas. It really wouldn't. 